This podcast you're about to listen to is a controlled experiment using trained intellectual monkeys. The following episode is one of the infinite debates these monkeys have had. Remember that these are the opinions of real monkeys and may not reflect the opinions of the highly trained human scientists in charge. And most importantly, no monkeys were harmed in the making of this podcast. Episode two zero zero two two. It's March. Oh, oh dang! It's episode zero two three, March eighth, two thousand nineteen. It is six forty five. Um, Tyler is is uh, is is away today, uh, so it's going to be a, a duo podcast. Um, and just to get things started, um, how is it going, Gunner? Um. <laughs> Yeah, I kind of miss Tyler, but it's it's going well. I'm happy to to be here, you know, chatting with my buddy Tail. So it's uh can't complain at all, really. How about you? Awesome. Yeah, well, I'm doing all right. It, we've had a huge snowstorm um in the last 2 days. And uh but today it's been sunny and nice and all the snow is melted. Yeah. Yeah, there speaking speaking whether it's it's amazing here in the Okanagan. So I hope you're jealous. Yeah. There I was jealous. snow. There was a snowstorm a while ago, like a couple of days ago. But it's uh, it's getting getting sunny. Fingers crossed that it doesn't go back to winter. God damn it! I'm over this. <laughs> yeah, it's too it's too late in the year for for snow on the west coast on the uh, west end. So. Okay. Now that the, uh, the 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 small talk and the introductions and the the light stuff is done, with um, Gunner, do you have a uh, any deep uh, mortifying, uh, you know, brutal, dark stuff to talk about today? <laughs> uh, actually, <laughs> nothing nothing too too brutal. I was uh, oh, okay. I was I was considering. Oh, well, <laughs> well, okay, yeah. Go go ahead. Anyways, it's fine. Whatever. I was considering talking about uh, how these Nazis are are harvesting human tissue for the aliens and stuff, but uh, I'll veer away from that today. It's an important subject. It is, and and not enough people are talking about it. But mm-hmm. um, I'll leave that for for Alex Jones. He can he can address those problems because I think he has the most the the furthest reach. You know, yeah, he, he can well, he can really impact people more than us. He he does good work. At Alex Jones, he's really got uh, he's really got a good thing going on there. I fully support Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah, so um, I I <laughs> I just wanted to uh, maybe chat a bit about uh, creativity and and how to kind of stay motivated and that stuff. Cool. Um, I was I was originally going to kind of talk about you know some philosophical debate, but. Uh, seeing as it's just you and I, and we're both kind of like the, the, I guess 
de facto musicians of the of the group. Um, I just kind of want to get your take on on ways that you maybe stay stay in a mindset to help you be creative because I know that that's a very uh, difficult place to get into and uh, and and kind of how you've you've found to stay in that spot and and you know ways to get out of uh, like a creative funk maybe mm. um, yeah because like I've been I guess the last five days pretty uh, suspect in in my studio personally so I haven't really been uh, you know writing music or or even playing that much uh, like more than five minutes out of a day so. Uh, I suspect I may be in one of these funks, but, but, uh, yeah. So I want to get your, your opinion on how, how you found to get out of them. All right. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I, you know, I, 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 I still don't have really, I still haven't totally figured that out yet. Um, I, well, one thing that I've been coming to terms with and, realizing recently is is just just how important the the small things are like sleep and food taking care of yourself yeah <laughs> and like um just to, yeah taking care of my space too and making sure dishes don't get crazy and you know and the the house is clean my space is clean like not it doesn't have to be perfect but i i, I find uh, if I let my environment kind of get too far away from me, then then I I kind of get distracted. But but back back to the sleep thing and the food thing. I I find for 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 creative things, you need to be able to think, and <laughs> you need to be able to, or at least I I find I I need to be able to focus and really dive into something to dive into what I'm doing and um it, in order to like build um in order to to, to build a a new thing right mm -hmm. and yeah, I can't it, do it, that when I'm too tired <laughs> yeah it requires concerted effort how are you going to do that when you're exhausted mm -hmm. and I mean some I've heard people argue that uh you know lack lack of sleep can be really good for creativity and I, th I think, to, in a way, it can because it shuts down the overly structuring tendencies of like, the the frontal cortex, <laughs> and and allows you to sort of freely make lateral connections. But so it like kind of disinhibits your your ability to stay constrained into one type of thing. So you're more mm. kind of fluid in the moment if you're overly tired, maybe. Yeah. And I, I have experienced that. And I think it, I think it's true, but I, I don't know how to like wield that in any sort of organized, routine way. It's just you know, I, every now and then I, I'll be like, yeah, I'm gonna screw it. I'm just gonna get up at two and work till six and just do some crazy shit. I think the, uh, I, I, I think I kind of, I know the the mindset because I've definitely tried to to do stuff um, while while super tired. Um, but I just feel like I'm like really slow in the way I move. Mm. Um, one way that I've tried to, to kind of capitalize on that mindset though, is to just start in the morning. I found that like, you can kind of, if you're still groggy 
and like you just wake up right away and just kind of start tapping at keys, you're kind of almost in that mindset where you're still tired as shit, right? But but you can uh, kind of freely make those connections, right? Yeah, yeah. The brain is working in the morning. Yeah. I, I find the same thing for myself. So the nutrition, is there anything that uh, anything that you eat that helps you to be more creative? Because uh, I have to say, <laughs> I have these brownies that I eat from time to time, and they are wonderful and help a lot. I'm not oh, endorsing them. I'm not endorsing them. I'm just saying that, you know. Uh, so, so, something about the chocolate. Uh, something about the way the chocolate works. It just, yeah, yeah it's great. Cool. <laughs> Well, that that's that that's certainly a direction one can take with food. Uh, it's a more positive way of using using food. Find some. You narrow down some particular foods that enable creativity. I, I think for me, it's it's more of a a negative thing. Like I I try to avoid um, super carby food because I I just feel bloated and gross. <laughs> yeah, don't want to don't want to even do anything. Yeah. So so like eating um you know like veggies and uh pr- protein I I find I have no problems doing creative stuff then. Although I do like sweets every now and then. I I do find that that, that helps. It helps so much. I love <laughs> sugar. Man, yeah. sugar helps so much. I get so like kind of that artificial sugar high energy and right. I just can yeah totally I can go for go concentrate at the very least for a bit it's like pure pure brain energy candy yeah. <laughs> I also find ca- caffeine is good too uh, I find that there's sort of an activation energy required to really get in the zone so mm-hmm. like having getting a cup of coffee and just sitting down at the piano and working out some ideas drinking more coffee and then Half hour later, I've got something going. And that that happens. It's a nice little routine too, because like I, I have a French press, so I I only make like a cup or two of coffee at a time. Oh, and did so you get a new one? I, I know I know it. Your old one broke. Oh yeah, I got a new one. This oh, is right on. this was months ago. Sorry, I didn't oh, tell you shoot. about it. I didn't tell you about this new French press I got. Yeah, that wow, out of the loop. I'm sorry. French I'm press. sorry. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I like I'm I'm constrained to only having like. 18 ounces of coffee at a time. Woe is me, right? But I have to say, when you when you uh, kind of get into a mindset where you're like just pl- kind of plugging away and stuff and, and taking sips of coffee and then you finish one and then you can kind of take a step back, go brew some more. It's almost like, um, oh my God, it's almost like Taoism. Have you ever heard of that? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sure you have. It has your name in it. Um <laughs> So, so, so that they have the, uh, if I'm not mistaken, the tea ceremony, they make matcha tea. That's where that came from. And it's like Mm. used as a, as kind of like a a meditative kind of uh, way to, you know, you're putting your energy into making this tea, making it well, and then enjoying it kind of thing. Um, Yeah. So I kind of found that it's, 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 if I would, if I would relate it to anything, that process of just like, working and then after like a half hour hour getting up and and kind of doing something making some tea that process is really good to kind of break it up and 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 help you kind of re re 
obtain your train of thought maybe if you've lost it it's a great way to lose your right. train of thought too <laughs> so it's like uh it's a it's a nice way to take a break you work yeah. for a bit and then you take a break make more coffee <laughs> and then you're ready for phase two yeah 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 because i found like if if i'm ever in that that zone what you were talking about like where you there's that certain threshold that you hit right and and once you get into that kind of threshold, you're kind of in the zone, right? Once you once you hit that, you kind of have an idea of what you're going for, what you're trying to achieve with a certain piece or or whatever. And then and then you kind of just spend hours at a time in that. But I think the 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 preamble up to that, it's important to kind of just not be so aggressively pound your head against the wall. Let's spend three hours just trying to get this right take kind of like a concerted approach to it to to be kind of like ease into it and then when it comes to mm. you you hit that threshold then it kind of naturally occurs that now you're naturally kind of in that zone and and you didn't even realize that you finished your coffee and you've just been working for like three hours and you didn't even go and make a new pot because it didn't even register right because you're in the zone mm. mm-hmm. yeah I, cool yeah I, th- I think it i think that's important yeah to 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 make sure it's a natural thing, forcing yourself brutal, aggressive way. Like you're gonna work for da 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 da, and it's <laughs> um, you really have to um, take care of yourself and uh, be be temperate with, with creative work. I find for myself anyways like I, I'm always tracking like okay am I am I exhausted <laughs> you know I might be really, really into it right now and you know very focused and very intense but if I stopped right now and 30 seconds later will I be exhausted and could I fall asleep <laughs> that that does happen to me like I, I, I can be in that state without realizing it yeah no and that I <laughs> But like like you were saying earlier, maybe that's a that's a cool state to get into, almost a <laughs> nirvana state to be overly tired. Because they say that uh, what is it? You start hallucinating and stuff too. So it's almost like a drug to be sleep deprived. It's like you're right. drunk, <laughs> <laughs> right? But at the, at the same time, though, it's uh, something. Some advice that I really good advice I got a while back of never practice your mistakes. (laughs) And I think I I find myself most susceptible to practicing my my mistakes when I'm exhausted. Like I'll just get locked in on like trying to get something just right. And I'll, I'll just lose my self-awareness and be pounding my, pounding my way into trying to perfect something that, in the morning or later i'd look back and be like oh that was that was wrong yeah that sounds awful why did i think it was so nice at the time yeah uh speaking from experience i do that all the time like get that (laughs) tunnel vision with like and you stress over the most minor detail and um and and like it's really bad especially if you have like like uh software like fl studio for example where they have this just huge bank of sounds and effects that you can put on it. 
And then you have this idea in your head that you think something's going to sound good. So you spend two hours pursuing that thing. And then in the end, it doesn't sound good or, or whatever, but you've now wasted so much of your time and effort on doing that. And like, it's almost like where you, where you get into exhaustion, then you just kind of like become more stubborn and you dig your heels in more. And then you're like, I just, I need to get this before I go to bed. Mm -hmm. And then you kind of waste more time and effort into it. And, and, and you just go down this hole. (laughs) Yeah. It's a double-edged sword though. Cause like, that's I think that space is what makes for really good work. That that perfectionism is is like getting the sound just right and getting every little piece just just perfect. I, th- I think that I think that's I think that's a really good thing, and that's what sets apart good work from less good work. But <laughs> you can go overboard and lose yourself in it. Yeah, so try to balance your your uh, time head bashing <laughs> yeah. with with just taking a nice easy approach. Yeah, it, it's tricky though. Like I as um earlier today, I, I as a side project, I've been um, performing readings of various written works from uh uh from this author that isn't very well known, but I really like, and I'm trying to like get get the work out there <laughs> because oh, cool. nobody knows him who's the author uh, uh francois de la rochefoucauld he's oh, a foucault fr- not 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 michel foucault is this guy's uh um the duke uh uh 1600s france he was like a uh a coffee shop philosopher like he would sit down and just kind of say really pithy things <laughs> just the guy in starbucks the equivalent of yeah yeah except that, that intellectual guy in starbucks that nobody can stand well he was actually like quite gentlemanly and very friendly and people really liked him oh so he's a, a nice starbucks guy yeah yeah back in the day when people talked to each other in coffee shops <laughs> um and Anyway, so, so he's he's most known for his uh, maxims, which are like quick, uh, pithy. I already used that word. Sorry. Uh, quick insights, quick insights into you know the human condition. Uh, that are few words to one sentence or a couple sentences long. Uh, they they sort of strike at deep truths. He wrote like five hundred of them. They're all very fun quite surprising and deep and stuff that's what he's most known for but he also wrote um uh brief essays very much in a conversational style uh called reflections they're on things like uh air and manner and taste and conversation and all this and so I, i've been uh, performing readings of, of these uh, seven of them and anyways that was a long <laughs> that was a long preamble but uh i was recording one today and uh i you know i was, was practiced reading through the, the essay a few times and then recorded it and the the recording was like six minutes long and uh i found that the, the editing <laughs> 
like I, I had to, um, you know, cut, cut out certain parts and join together certain phrases and all this. It's a fair amount of editing work. And I, I remember starting, starting that work at like about 10, 1030 in the morning. And I was thinking, okay, well, I'll be done by noon. <laughs> and I didn't finish until like one thirty, and I didn't notice. <laughs> I didn't notice that the time was going by so quickly, and uh, because I was just so focused on perfecting every little, every little millisecond, like oh, it's, it has the articulation of these words to those words is that perfect enough? You know, you just get in the zone, mm-hmm. and um, time just went by so quickly and without, without without realizing. And, uh, I don't really remember my point, but I think that I think it was something about losing a sense of time. And I guess uh, I I lost my awareness of of time mm-hmm. uh, while trying to perfect the creative thing I was doing. Yeah, like um, it's it's that's definitely something that I've I've uh, experienced, and it's really. It's interesting because it's almost as if time, it it stops in your head, right? But then it kind of speeds up. Yeah. And so, like, it feels like you've only been there for 20 minutes. And you're like, oh, there's no way that I've been here for much longer than, like, you know, 15, 20 minutes. But then you actually look at a clock and it's been, like, an hour and a half. And you're like, what? Like, how how did that happen? Yeah. Yeah. and like, what, what did you even do in that time to, to, to account for, you know, all of this hour and a half? Um, but it's really interesting. And, and it's, it's almost as if there is, have you ever heard, there's this idea that people get into a certain mindset when they're performing at a, a high, like professional level. Um, I think they see it in like tennis players, uh, snipers, stuff like that. They kind of get into this uh, psychological zone, this trance-like state, where they, where they, they don't register external stimuli as much, and they're just completely focused on that one thing. And I, I wonder if it's kind of similar. Like, I wonder if they, they, they have like this lack of awareness of time. And if that's a similar state that what you're experiencing and, and what I've experienced, what you, you'll get so caught up in, in the details of something and noticing the details that you, you lose track of time because you're not kind of consistently uh, reminding yourself about time anymore because you're in this trance-like state, right? Mm-hmm. I wonder if it has anything to do with that, right? Like any, any um, crossover... Because I definitely, it's it's a weird it's a weird state, and I don't know if it's possible to describe it well. Does that make sense? Because yeah. it's 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 it it is like a trance. Like if anyone's experienced a trance where they've like just zoned out on something, right? But then you're actually doing something the whole time, right? Like riding a wave, but you're in control of every every of all movement. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's, it's it's a weird clash. It's like you're, you're writing something, but you're in control, also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's how you how you kind of have have experienced the the uh, act of creation. Is there is there any 
time that you've had where there's just been this lack of even willingness to begin and then like is it is it something that you've ever struggled with with like I just I I don't even want to to you know record Foucault today it's like I'll put that off till the next day uh piano can wait it's not going anywhere and you almost make excuses to to put these things off have you ever done anything like that because speaking from experience I do that shit all the time yeah definitely um yeah I mean just uh even today um a um after after recording <laughs> I wanted to do some wanted to do some piano and uh, I just wasn't into it and I, I found like I, I just couldn't do anything <laughs> nothing was happening um yeah I, I I find that I tend to get into a state where I um intellectually i really want to do something and i know i really have to do it and you know it's i'm at, at, at some practical level i'm very driven to do it but i just can't muster it up um yeah that definitely happens <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm just i've been trying to to come up with like maybe a a way that you can prevent or or just kind of get out of that like i found bubble baths help <laughs> like like just kind of self care and 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 with a mix of like meditative self care cuz that's kind of how i treat bubble baths they help but like they help more to just get into the uh, a positive mindset rather than actually desiring to to create stuff and 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 exercise a vision or anything like that um is there anything that you've you take bubble baths too? <laughs> uh, definitely showers. Um, I shower every day, not because I... That's important, not to smell. <laughs> yeah, but not, not, not... I don't really do it for that reason. I do it because I need to break up my day. <laughs> mm. You know, I, I found, like... Particularly beginning of the afternoon or... Um, even just to start the day, uh, I, I need to get a needed to get a shower going, just to get back into the zone or de-stress. Or anyways, I, I use it as a as a reset button. Everyone uh, says walking supposed to be great. You ever walk? Yeah, yeah. Walking is walking is excellent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's an uncontroversial statement. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, naps. Um, I find naps to be really really useful because uh i don't know about you but i, I w when i can't get into a creative mindset i get into kind of an angsty place and um i i find that it's it's it's, it's a rather whiny place <laughs> it's I, <laughs> recently i've I, or yeah recently i've been um equating myself to a baby <laughs> in, in, in those moments where like I, I'm just I'm just whining if I was six months old I'd be I'd just be crying and eating you a nap so I'm just gonna go have a nap having a temper tantrum if you were a two-year-old yeah yeah 
And yeah, like, I, I, it, it helps. It fixed it often fixes things. Just yeah, you're no, <laughs> you're no longer having to uh, deal with the world for just a little bit, and you can you can feel good about the world again. Be warm and. And you can change your perspective too. I mean, uh, I find for, for myself, I often have a very diluted mindset when I'm in those uh, angsty places. How do you mean? Well, uh, like diluted as in like negative or yeah, like um, like if I can't create it, it if I, like if I'm in a place where I can't create, it's because I'm discouraged in some some way, and so I. I, I'm in a negative place. Like, oh, why am I working on this project? Like, what, what am I doing? Or I, uh, maybe I was too ambitious with this project. This isn't, this isn't a good idea. Uh, I, I just start questioning everything that I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the self-doubt starts uh, flooding in. Yeah, and, and it's important to have, have self-doubt to, to, to mitigate delusions of grandeur <laughs> but is it especially in like a, a, a thing like like music it's i found so like much branding right especially with music mm-hmm. and so like those people who are deluded they get so much attention <laughs> like like shit man uh have you ever heard of cardi b Teo? no i haven't she's like this ex-stripper from new york and she's now like probably the 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 biggest rapper in the world. I think she's. I don't know if she she won a a Grammy this year, but she's huge. Like one of the one of the largest uh, voices in in hip hop right now, and um, yeah, she's just a little bit deluded, and people love it. <laughs> right. Like I and I mean I that with Kanye respect. Kanye like yeah, he's exactly the same. He's super delusional, right? Delusions of grandeur. But I find, especially in hip hop, um, a lot of the personalities are just like, "I'm the motherfucking greatest," and this is just like the right. del- the delusion really sells, right? Although, I mean, with, with with those sorts of people, it's not necessarily a delusion, though. Is it? Like, if you have millions and millions of fans, this is you, true. You you are pretty grand in 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 some respect. Yeah, you can kind of let your dick swing when you walk, I guess. <laughs> right. I I, th- I think um I think maybe the the, the useful or, or or the where where delusion of grandeur is uh becomes a problem is when uh you you kind of uh, I don't know if you face this uh, as I do, but um there's a voice in me sometimes when I'm thinking about what I'm trying to accomplish and projects I'm working on where I drastically overestimate or, or, or like I um, play out the best case scenario <laughs> yeah. of how, how things, how things will go and, and I, and I entertain it and I start uh, living it in my head and like, Oh wow, that would be so nice. That's so great. And <laughs> Um, and I, 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 I've, I've seen in myself to some extent and, and, and in other people that indulgence into that mindset to, to, um, detract from 
actually working on your project and making it good. Oh yeah, I see Develop. what you're saying. So so you just sit there and fantasize about how fucking yeah. great you are and then you don't mm-hmm. actually do the work to to uh to to get that recognition, to get that, you know, ability to say, Hey, yeah, I'm pretty amazing. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. And, and and so in that case, having a bit of self doubt, although that might not be the best way to think of it, uh it is 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 useful to, to to mitigate the um, yeah to almost have like a stick like to to borrow that carrot and stick metaphor having <laughs> something that's good to motivate you versus having something that's bad uh the the having of self-doubt possessing that might might incite fear to fail therefore encourage you as a stick might to fucking get your act together and go put some work into your shit yeah, yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's a practical model for creating for creativity. I, I I don't think it's the best, but I think it I think it works. Having just enough self doubt to to motivate you through fear. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, like uh, well, d- a desire for for grandeur, or I don't know if that makes sense. Desire for popularity, driving you that's a carrot, and then you got fear of failure pushing you i i don't think that's the best way to do it i i don't like that approach but i think it works for for a lot of people and maybe to everyone to some extent um yeah (laughs) yeah it seems a lot of people uh at the very least kind of employ that that method but then it puts so much stress on you when you like start putting stuff out and then you're not getting the success and then a lot of people just end up quitting yeah uh, yeah, and I, th- I think I think you you, you kind of need more pulling. You, I, I think at at bottom, what 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 you need is a genuine desire to materialize what's in your head and present it to the world. Like you, I, like you look at the world and you're like, something's missing. I need I, to fill that hole. I couldn't agree with you more. Um, I think I think yeah, the the idea that that fame alone or or popularity or or commercial success or anything in those respects should be your your carrot i think yeah. i think that's bad i think that's a shitty way to start music but it's a mm-hmm. lot of uh, it's a lot of things that, that it's a lot of what people do because they see you know your cardi b's and your kanye west's uh, and and they don't really recognize the work that these people have put into it behind the scenes because success is just so so rare right um so maybe they don't recognize that and then when they get confronted with oh the reality of well i don't actually have a carrot and this carrot's never going to come then they'll give up so so rather than having that you kind of need to balance that with a genuine desire to to share with the world with what you're creating and and kind of like improve people's days just by just by sharing a song something like that which is a far yeah. more rewarding carrot than 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 just seeing you know numbers in your bank account i guess yeah while yeah. that is like money money is supposed to be the biggest motivator but i think i think from a from a, a strictly uh creative um creative context i think that yeah if you're if your motivation is money you're 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 not in the right business because yeah, like look and, at and, and there are way easier to we easier ways to make money and much more reliable ways to make money than like committing all your time to 
arting to arting art <laughs> to, to art <laughs> yeah exactly like uh like look at look at r kelly he's he's one of the most you know um uh back in the day when he was recording he was like this huge guy he was so super wealthy super successful and now he's like going to jail because he can't even pay $160,000 in child support and stuff like that. Oh. Only, only, Jeez. like I, like it's some small amount to <laughs> well, me. <laughs> Come on, R. Kelly. But like, that's, that's the thing. Like, there's this presumed idea. And by the way, if you haven't seen Surviving R. Kelly yet, Teo, or or the or the interview with Gail King, which I think is on right now. Um, oh, man. It's with R. Kelly. It's crazy shit. It's some some of the most entertaining thing ever. And and oh, fun. Yeah, he came in a helicopter with a puppy. Man, just that's <laughs> no context is needed. Right, he came cool. in a helicopter. Um. Anyways, the point that I was trying to make is that people have this presumption that that popularity and and you know money and all this stuff are going to come to them and and yeah, I don't think that that's the reality of what the industry actually is i think that um yeah people aren't super wealthy they just they 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 brand themselves as super wealthy and successful because i think ah. that delusion kind of sells getting back to, to the yeah. the the previous point you know like um like donald trump everyone loved him in in hip-hop i'm gonna talk a lot about hip-hop because you don't know enough about hip-hop, hip-hop too yeah hip-hop rap west west y'all um Donald Anyways, goddamn, I sounded white there. Um, yeah, no, Donald Trump was uh, was the the sweetheart of rap for a long time because <laughs> everyone saw his delusion in rap and they they kind of aspired to it and and they they saw in him you know this this guy who who fronts all this wealth and success and everything but he's essentially a fraud and he was like a sweetheart of the rap community there's so, like so many songs about him um even even like you know uh yeah there's a ton of songs about him and he's referenced a ton of times um so it's 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 weird because maybe that genre specifically the delusion sells a lot more um than other things right but yeah, it's it's weird how how the craziness. It's almost the 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 personality is 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 more important than the creation itself. Huh? It's what do like, you mean by that? Well, it's like um, you know about Daft Punk. Yeah. Um, the, I don't know French how. Group? I, yeah, I don't know. They're an electronic group. I don't know where they're yeah. from. Uh, maybe maybe France, but they've been around for like thirty years, and yeah. um. Uh, one of the, they wear they wear masks. They're one of these guys that that wear like masks on stage, and I think and I could be wrong here, but the the reason why they do this is because they don't want their fame to detract from their music. So they want to be anonymous, so that their personality doesn't overshadow the the, the music. And I think and I think that's hmm. like that's a really that's a really nice way to to approach the thing. Um, but I think that that's missing. A lot of people are taking the opposite approach in which they sell only their personality and the music secondary, kind of. The creation is secondary. Right. right. They're, they're, they're selling a brand or, or like a, a, a character, a narrative. Yeah. A picture. Yeah. Yeah, especially like Kanye West comes, he's, he's a great example of this in which like it's, 
who knows if he's as crazy as he portrays himself mm. out to be, mm-hmm. but people love watching it, so he continues to do it, right? Right. Um, yeah, that's a long tangent on on just my feelings of an industry that I don't belong to. <laughs> <laughs> so something that I'm I'm trying to work out is on on the topic of uh what drives an artist and how to well question I'm trying to figure out is how how do you make a living as an artist <laughs> um even as a creative in general yeah 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 as as as, as a creative in general um like is there a reliable way to do it I don't think that there is like yeah. I don't think that in our current framework there is a a consistent place where people can be financially rewarded for creativity because right now people essentially consider creativity as if it's a a, a renewable resource um, because it's attached to people and because creative people will never stop existing it's kind of like oversaturated all the time right does that kind of make sense so yeah. so so like the the people the the creative people are 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 disposable in this context it's 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 nothing about it, it's nothing about a specific person in general it is it is i think the way that you make music is to or or make a make a living being creative is to is to just get a consistent fan base that appreciates your work and is willing to patronize you but that's super hard to find um yeah. yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't I don't know. It's it's because like the industry, the setup industry, I don't think favors the the individual creator. I think they view them very uh uh disposable, right? Um and and because it's it's I guess I guess what I'm trying to say is that the the industry more favors people who are willing to capitalize their individuality more than people who are just willing to create for the sake of creation. And because our only interface between music and the artist and the people that want to listen is through these huge filtering devices, you know, like you have to have your stuff on Spotify or no one's going to listen to it or SoundCloud yeah, or something. So you yeah. kind of have to filter yourself through these, these, these established things that, that essentially just treat you as if you're fresh water in Canada. I don't know if a right. lot more people will, will understand that reference. Canada has just so much fresh water that we can't do anything about it. And, and so we were extraordinarily wasteful with our fresh water. And so I think the analogy kind of applies to how the the industry treats treats individual creativity um and more rewards a person's ability to do things that are like commercial um Mm. more able to sell sneakers or the ideas that these places want to want to favor or the or the brands that spotify wants to 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 sell and it's all like lifestyle right like artists have this 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 almost responsibility to to portray themselves as being super successful so that people more are more likely to flock to them and that sells more things because people see their success and they see oh well 
uh, Ed Sheeran has 18 different guitars. Maybe I'll go out and buy a guitar. And so I think it's all, if you want to make money in, in that industry, you have to figure out a way to be consumable. Yeah. You, you can't and, just create stuff. And, and I think especially with um, platforms like Spotify, well, pretty much all, all platforms, uh, Google Play, I, uh, Apple Music. Um, actually, I don't know about Apple Music. But anyways, it's playlist-based. So like you, 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 you try to you, you do what you can to get onto a, you know, uh, an ambient trance playlist or something, you know, um, or a hip-hop playlist. And so you then write your music to, to, to epitomize that genre. Instead yeah, of, to fit the genre rather than your own yeah. creativity. Yeah, exactly. And so, and so it's a, you're right from the get go making your uh, making your output, your creative output, generic. Which I guess that's always been the case. I mean, if if you were writing music, seventeen hundreds, you'd be writing uh, Sarah Bond or something, or. <laughs> Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> and and I, exactly. Yeah. I, I think what you're saying is a good point because like you are constrained to the type of music that's that's popular. If you're if you're trying to make um experimental stuff, that's probably not going to sell very well because yeah. because like you said, people aren't going to be exposed to it. You're not going to be you're not gonna get associated on those like algorithms or or whatever the fuck whoever is making these playlists um yeah so so you almost have to constrain yourself but i would say to to counter that that um because it is a trade-off to have to constrain yourself to to something like you know uh really repetitive trance stuff or something where it all kind of sounds relatively similar um (laughs) sorry trance jazz people um but rather than well it's it's great easily easy listening stuff and it's it's nice when there's that that pattern and that repetition you kind of know the 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 chord progressions and how they're going to pan out over the the Hmm. uh over the course of a track like the people need the patterns and people need that repetition which is good nothing about that but um it sounds similar right and so you're essentially constrained to having to sound similar so you can do that but then also on the side do your do your stuff mm-hmm. that you know isn't going to go anywhere. Release those experimental tracks. Release those those stupid like n- nobody <laughs> tracks that you think are just garbage. Because um, once people find you on those playlists, once people start connecting with with the music, then they do look at an artist's vocabulary a lot more. They are, I don't know if vocabulary is the right word to say. Uh, audiography. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. The, the, what whatever they have, the, their previous stuff. I know that I do it all the time. If there's something that I really like, I'll just click on the artist and have a look at it. Mm-hmm. And so, if you do have there, you know, a mix of your experimental work, like you know what interests you, as well as your well, this is my conformist bullshit, but like I don't actually take <laughs> that that seriously. Yeah. I'm doing it mainly so that I can get my experimental stuff kind of out there and get myself out there and, and kind of promote my sounds and, and the way that I look at music and my creativity and my brand. Um, so I think you're almost like to, to, to wrap up and, and 
finished my point. I think you're almost, you're constrained to have to pander to the audience, but eventually the audience will discover you and they will appreciate the, the less refined and more experimental aspects of your work because they have to, and will eventually, if you keep at it, develop these, these connections. Right. So, so, so the, the popular stuff is, uh, you know, you write, you write that to fish for, for a larger audience. And then uh, those people come and join your fan base and they like anything you produce. Yeah, literally. Then, and then, and then like, even like your first stuff becomes, you know, to them classic. Right. And, yeah. and that's all that really matters is yeah. so long as you can make a few people feel as though your stuff is, is relevant and, and worthwhile enough to continue to listen to I think that's really all that matters. It's just, yeah. it's five or six people is, is all that really would be sufficient to can you continue to do it. So it's, I guess in that respect, it's really easy to exploit people who, who give out their product for, for free and, and yeah, but whatever. Side tangent. Yeah. Well, uh, do, do you have any, any, any other, uh, uh, any other subtopics on on creativity? Um, no, I'm I not really. Do you have anything you want to talk about? We could. Well, sure. Um, I, I mean, something I've been trying to um, figure out is, um, or I, I've been, I, I'm I'm an experiment I'm running, uh, for for my own for for myself for my own creative pursuits for like this year is um is it possible to uh create like to to commit like all my energy to just making products and creating stuff Mm -hmm. um of all types like not just music but like books and um, even just, board games, <laughs> just really diving headfirst into being a full-on creative producer of of all the things. Yeah, yeah, like t- trying to just diversify and like, okay, I make these five things, and I'm gonna just dive into it for the next, you know, ten ten more months. And like my 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 experiment is, can I get to a place where I can make a living by next year? And well, I, I guess my, strictly on your creative outputs. Yes, yes, strictly on my creative outputs. Yeah, and um, I guess I'm wondering if, like, I mean, it, it, one thing I'm I'd really like to know is if it's possible. <laughs> but I'm I'm wondering if, you know, with 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 internet and the ability to create and build an audience on social media nowadays if it's if it's now going to be possible for artists to or like creatives to be able to just dedicate their life to creativity and be able to make a living from it like is are we entering a revolution in in create creativity right now i i kind of i have to I have to think so. I have to think hope so, yes. Right? I have yeah, I maybe hope is the better word because <laughs> because I'm kind of like looking at it as if 
that is going to be how I how I make a living. But like, there's a lot of professions that do that as is. Like, science is is what I would consider is a completely creative output um, because you have to like conjure up an idea, and then it's 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 very analogous mm. to the process of making music of like taking a thought, making a reality. It's just a lot more time consuming. Um, but to, to, to answer your question, yeah, I fucking hope so because I think people, people are going to get a, or I hope that they're going to get a better appreciation for, for the artists that they, they, they support. And this isn't going to be just a spontaneous, Oh my God, I've been, taking these people for granted all my life. I think, um, I think the, the, the artist, the creative community is gradually going to, uh, remove themselves from a lot of like mainstream stuff in favor mm -hmm. of decentralized, like, you, um, cryptocurrency is a huge thing. And, 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 uh, there's this app like mind, like what we have signed up for, Right. Um, gives you a form of cryptocurrency and it's so it's it's a movement designed to decentralize the way that people consume mass media and rather than have somebody a third party like spotify say well okay we'll we'll let you listen to this person but you have to pay us ten dollars a month and we won't necessarily guarantee them anything unless they're up above a certain threshold so it's kind of like really it, weird it pays so little just as a brief digression uh i've made one cent from spotify uh yeah so so i so i really don't think that because they they're so wrapped up in representing large artists and large artists are such a brandable idea um they can still kind of get away with that because because it doesn't affect large artists that much. But I think that there is, an, there is a, a kind of undercurrent where people are kind of, well, I don't necessarily want to have to go through these people. I just want people to have my stuff for free. And they're coming up with ideas that, like minds, that you can um, get rather than having Spotify deal with your, your transaction, you're essentially selling creativity to people directly and they're, and they're, they're they're supporting you you know a part of your ten dollars is directly going to them rather than it goes to spotify and then spotify decides to do with it so i think that there are movements towards decentralization and i think that these are going to affect the music industry similar to how napster really fucked everything up and then Spotify came through and fucked everything up again. Uh, the music industry always gets disrupted every like five, ten years because of some technical technological bullshit. It seems to um, be the case, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and so and so it's something that I noticed, and I think it's just a matter of time until people wake up and realize that paying for a Spotify subscription doesn't mean that you're supporting the artist that you love. It means that you're supporting a company that is 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 objectifying and and essentially cheapening an artist because they're they're holding them all on the same uh, like if 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 you make a penny per view you know and you get 10 views it's 10 cents oh i wish but if, i wish if, it was like that but like if <laughs> if if Drake does that, he gets ten million views and he gets ten million pennies. So it it doesn't scale that well, right? Because 
the way that they've set it up, I don't think, is designed to to really pay artists that much for a single stream or anything like that. So, yeah, so unless right. you have people who are going to just put your shit on repeat and you don't have people who just like kind of come through and hear your track on a playlist once and, and you get like 60 listens or something like that, but you know, you're not getting that, that mass appeal. I think that what I'm trying to say is, is, is right now the current system people are just paying companies for no fucking reason. The companies aren't yeah. necessarily having any effect other than distribution. We live in a day and age where technology enables distribution from decentralized, just a studio. Anyone can make music nowadays and just put it out there for free. And so at some point, like people are going to just realize that Spotify is just uh, capitalizing on these artists and, 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 and move towards these decentralized things because morally, they would rather pay an artist directly for their work rather than uh, a company, a shady company that's going to just fucking shit on you with ads if you don't pay their for their ten dollars a month, <laughs> or uh, only only push artists like Drake and uh, Kanye West and and Cardi B and stuff like that because like they have algorithms and they affect what people see, and so they affect how many views people get. I I don't think it's a I don't think it's a tenable environment for for creatives to continue to just pay into this model that doesn't pay them yeah the rich get richer yeah and and eventually i i really hope that that communities of people i guess support the move towards decentralization because um i think you're going to see an a generation of artists come up where they're going to have access to this technology that makes spotify null and void so but i really like your, your point about um Creatives moving away from uh, the the centralized distribution networks. Um, I, I we talked earlier about uh, sort of indulging in uh, fantasies. Uh, <laughs> I've I've a bit of a uh, fantasy where I I see a world where any creative has the liberty to. Be in, you know 100 control of their output and they can be dedicate so much of their time to putting what they think needs to be needs to be put into the world that would be that'd be really cool if like 50 years from now um, music was that way and writing was that way even academia actually academia was that that way somehow and and yeah, because like academia is really really elitist, in which you have to pay like a nine hundred dollar subscription fee just to get access to like uh, some fucking journal for a year. What? Yeah, like it's it's really expensive. You have to pay there. There's totally subscription fees unless you have like uh, institutional like ah uh, yeah, yeah unless you're a part of a university you right. can't actually access a lot of these these things unless they're a, a lot of these articles unless they're part of some open source um platform or or you find them from like some sketchy russian site <laughs> right um what was i gonna say it was important must not have been what were you just talking about before the russians before the russians uh <laughs> 
kind of going into a direction. Oh, the decentralization. Um, Yeah, I remember what I was going to say. I think that it's it's never going to happen unless people who consume creativity start supporting their artists differently. Mm. Because... Like while yeah, it, it's it's nice to kind of have uh, the idea that the the artists can kind of just like oh well we're just gonna go and use this app, um and and kind of just gradually force people to to do that, um, but I don't think that that would have an impact if 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 just a bunch of like a few people went off and just like made their own app and oh yeah you can just do that because I think. Like there's all sorts of these offshoot things that that people just will will randomly make. Like, um, oh shit, Kanye West and Jay Z have one. I can't even remember what it's called. It's a music. It's a music app, uh, and title? and it's yeah, title, title, totally. That's that's so like, but like I don't know how many people use it. I haven't met a single person that uses title. I know someone who's is who uses it. They they they're like really really into it they're like very proud yeah i use title like they're a big kanye west fan or something like that initially or i don't know uh i I just know that they (laughs) they just made this facebook post that you know they were very proud of themselves for uh um supporting artists and stuff but it's awesome yeah no it's really good but i don't know if it's just gonna because there's not enough of a a concentrated effort from from that artist community and i think so it's Mm. just gonna have to be something that the consumer adopts it's gonna be like like it 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 comes down to just whether or not people want to support us creative people um and and whether or not they want to uh, actively take part in that or just passively pay someone for a, a subscription because it's it's easy and and whether or not we have the framework for like a decentralization app or something like that and people adopt it it's all contingent on whether or not people adopt it because if if people don't then it's not going to make any any change there's an odd like uh there's an odd resistance on people i like i find even in, my, in myself um to to pay for creative work yeah you know it, it's like you, know, you could you could uh you know get five hours of content a week that you value and you'd be so resistant to just to paying like a dollar a month to yeah you know support that creator and and like that 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 is that is that that attitude is so prevalent in our society right now and it's it's very odd and at the <laughs> Yet we're totally fine paying two dollars or two to five dollars a day or every other day for coffee. Um, yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 one of the most maddening things ever. Is you see how people spend their money and you're like, what? Like, if if a hundred people gave me two dollars, like I could I could buy a new instrument and sound twice as good, like something like that yeah. along those lines. Yeah, right. right. And, and and if 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 a hundred of the people who presumably value what I produce already because they're in my audience paid me two dollars you know yeah like, i think it's, it's random i think because it, it it i think comes down to the idea that um and this is a really insidious idea that people have but the work's already been done i've mm. already enjoyed this musical piece you know like uh 
or they've already made it. It's already out there. I can already do it. You know,、mm. what's the point of paying for something that that is essentially already free?、Um, yeah, and I think that's kind of where it where it comes into. Yeah, yeah. I guess it, it, only way for it to to to, to motivate people to、uh, to pay <laughs> is to like, connect with them. Give them enough faith that your next product, the thing that they're giving you money to produce, is going to be worth that money, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm thinking about、um, Sam Harris's podcast and、um, how it's donation supported, like fan supported,、mm-hmm. and find that.、Um, His model seems to encourage people to donate out of guilt. You know, like I, 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 like it's a post hoc sort of decision. Like I do get value from your product.、Um, I would be,、um, I would be ashamed <laughs> in to, in some way, or I'd have to wrestle with some sort of guilt for not paying for the. the The value that I receive from you, especially the way that he poses it, because he's like,、right. if you if you can afford it, and most people, if they deep look deep inside, they're like, well, yeah, I can afford it, because he's like, if you can afford no no more than the 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 cost of a cup of coffee, and you find value out of this podcast, then I encourage you to, and he kind of poses it that way, where yeah, he's totally like.、Uh, A, what I'm asking isn't that fucking much, and、yeah. B, you've already gotten value out of this because you have value out of it. You should be more inclined to support it because you found it valuable, right? Rather than just like, oh, well, I found it valuable, but it was free, so fuck it. Whereas, like, you know, if you're paying for something in 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 in、uh, not hindsight or post hoc, then you're.、Um, Like preemptively paying for it, then you're almost like not guaranteed the value. So I think, like to me, it, it doesn't make sense when people are like, "Oh, well, they've done the work. The podcast is out there. I've already listened to it. So why would I support it now?" Well, I think to me, it makes more sense to support it now because you've actually like, like nobody wants to to give a Google rating on something that they've never, like an app that they've never used, right, or an Apple rating or、mm-hmm. something like that. So they they always like oh I'll download it and then and then give it a rating right off of the merits of that well why isn't it similar to oh well I I listened I listened to this enjoyed it therefore off the merits of my enjoyment I'll support it right it it seems to me like it's contradictory because people are like oh I, I'm I won't support it because it's already been done and I've already consumed it what's the point but then again like you've just verified that it was a good product. You know,、right. you've snorted the cocaine. You know it's good just because you snorted <laughs> all the cocaine, and now you're not willing to pay for it. Like that would get people in trouble, I think,、uh, if this wasn't just a bunch of creative people who are just producing work for the good of the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
but okay. Well, let's 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 bring it around then, because <laughs> I think I think one of the the big hangups that people have, and I think this might even be a good way to to close it out, is um uh, what one of the big what one of the big hangups that people have with supporting something is the monetary aspect of it, because you are giving some essentially unknown individual uh, just money to go out buy crack with who knows what. Um, like, like it's kind of the same idea of panhandling. No one wants to give panhandlers money because, well, what are you going to do with this? You're probably not going to go buy groceries. You're going to go buy crack and, 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 or heroin and go and use that. Like that's people's kind of base assumption, right? Sure. So rather than doing that, buy them the hamburger, right? That's what yeah. everyone always says. I'll buy you groceries. I'm not going to buy, I'll buy you a coffee. I'm not going to give you just $2 so you can go and shoot up heroin. So, so those are non-monetary ways that you can support people that gives you more control over how your support is received by that person and how it impacts that person. So I'm trying to think of non-monetary ways that people can support creatives similar to this hamburger so that we get a benefit, creatives get a benefit, and people don't have to just arbitrarily hand out money because it's just it's shilling at that point. Nobody wants to just hand out money to these people because we keep begging for it because we're starving artists, right? So mm. what's a way that it's it's you know give us hamburgers, buy us some food. Um, Here's my food bill for, for my, my my grocery receipt uh, for the week. Uh, so so a Facebook fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we could start just uh, asking people to pay our bills, and here we've already yeah. spent these. But but then there's still some level of like, well, did you really need that uh, that loaf of bread on on Sunday? Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, you got you got the uh, you, you got the nice bread. Uh, yeah, you got shit. the expensive sourdough bread. Really? <laughs> wow. Yeah, Not the one dollar wonder bread that never goes bad. Really? <laughs> yeah. So, so I was thinking for the specific context Actually, of creatives. I kind of like this idea. <laughs> it's a bit desperate. I don't know. It's Probably super not. desperate. It's yeah, super desperate. If you found someone, is, you know, it's it's reminiscent of like sugar daddying, right? Like I'll keep making you music if you pay my grocery bills or something like that, right? Sugar daddy, sugar daddy. So it's where like a, a girl will find this older gentleman uh, who's typically wealthy, and uh, she will. How do I, how do I say this? She'll she'll extract money from him uh, okay. to support her lifestyle, and he right. will willingly do this because of said extraction process. Right. Um, so uh, that's that's like about as non crude yet just about really crude as I can get uh, describing a sugar daddy. Perfect. So 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 rather than rather than having that kind of <laughs> set up. Um, with artists, what if people were to say, like, comment on things? Because one thing that is really easy to do is to comment on stuff. Uh, and that actually helps you with, like, algorithms and all kinds of things in which these these current systems, these algorithms, like on, on YouTube or, or whatever, those things actually influence that. And so that influences how often people will end up seeing you uh, and Google's perceived worth of your product. Um, 
uh, not to mention liking things. Like those are these are things that they've set up for people that people still won't fucking do. And it yeah. pisses me off so much <laughs> yep. because it's like those non non monetary things. Like all you have to do is press a button, guys, and and you're supporting us. You know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Another thing, like word of mouth, like that is such an easy thing. If you know somebody who, for example, is 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 struggling with, uh, I don't know, what's a podcast that we've done? Das. Yeah, struggling with yeah, that's a great one. Struggling with ideas of 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 mortality or or even quitting is something that we've done. Uh, giving up on a thing. Mm-hmm. These are these are topics that you might have found interesting, but someone might someone else that you know might like. And I'm speaking to to the viewers, I guess, when I'm saying someone that you know um, might really stand benefit from this. So send them a link. Is it that hard? We live in such a, yeah. a technologically driven society that they have a share button right at the fucking bottom of the goddamn thing. It's so cheap to do. Like it's and easy. And these fun. and these things, if if everyone was more cognizant of the idea that artists don't just need money, we actually can start to build our enterprise if there are these small ways of support that are in place you know word of mouth word of mouth is 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 classically the most uh uh desirable way for business to spread their their ideas and spread their you know marketing and stuff like that word of mouth Mm -hmm. campaigns are are super popular everyone wants to be you know have you heard of coca-cola they got great fucking coke i'm really on coke 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 today i don't know why a lot Mm -hmm. of coke references the cola and the drug um but like these are these are these little things that yeah. it isn't hard but people will not do it for whatever fucking reason and i can't get to the bottom of it but i i just with this rant i just want to like there's so many ways that you can support an artist that isn't monetary so that yeah. you aren't just giving money to a beggar so that you're actually hey I, I'm going to support this artist because, or this creator or whatever, because I think this podcast was relevant to somebody's life and I think it might be able to help them. So I'm going to send them that. And, and it's like, it's like Buddhist deal-making. It's a win, win, win. You don't do anything. The person that you're sending it to gets a benefit. The person who created the thing gets a benefit. Everybody wins. And that's, that's like the art of Buddhist deal-making. So I think those are just, it's so easy to, to support people in this context, especially creatives. Yeah, uh, that's a that's a really great uh, a really great point. It's not just money, like just 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 engagement <laughs> and sharing, because it, it, it kind of gets back to what what we were talking about earlier. It's not it's not about being famous or or, or all this. It's it's about um, making something and just sharing it with the world. And that's all. That's all. What we're, that's all we're trying to do, and uh, that that. That is a that should be an easy thing for uh, for people to get on board with. There's no trap. It's just hey, I made a piece of music. Yeah, <laughs> Tell we your friends. we, we like really it. have no ulterior motives. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can't speak for I can't speak for the entire community. No, but, no, no. Yeah, but I, I right. think I'm I'm comfortable enough speaking for you, Teo, and and speaking for myself that that the main impetus between behind putting these things out behind writing. Uh, scale dictionaries behind writing self-help books behind writing anything doing anything that is just some shit that we made up in our head um 
it's 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 critical that 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 people just yeah support it yeah <laughs> yeah and yeah. even if you don't we're still gonna do it because that's what we do <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's for the love i guess that's the that's the phrase <laughs> you can say doing it for the love um yeah yeah so I guess like that being said, uh, please feel free to support us non-monetarily or otherwise. Like we have a Patreon page if you want to give us some money. We promise not to squander that on heroin. Uh, <laughs> or Coke. Or Coke. Or Coca-Cola. Or Coca-Cola. All of the bad things we won't do. Um, or feel free to to give us an email, uh, infinitemonkeyspodcast or at gmail.com. Um, and then we all have twitter handles uh i don't know about teo are you on instagram yet i am yes so we're all on instagram yeah uh it's essentially just our names yeah and if you have any friends who are creatives um anyone who's interested in topic of creativity and what it's like to be a creative and what all that stuff uh send them a link to this podcast and this show they might they might find it interesting and if you found value in this podcast feel free to uh like teo said just yeah spread the word uh send us an email do whatever you want you don't have to give us money but it'd be nice to know that it is doing something it is the act of 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 uh creating things is not falling on deaf ears it would be nice It'd be nice to have more data points than download numbers. I mean, yeah. we have hundreds of downloads, so presumably people are listening, you know? Um, unless it's just robots, which could, it could be. It could just be robots. In which case our pleads are falling on mechanical ears in which no one will hear. And that's kind of cool, I mean. Well, to be fair, uh, robots are the future, and that is our transcendent future of what human development is going to be. Scientifically proven huh. tale. All right. Well, I'll have to. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your word for it. So, all right. <laughs> I am the resident scientist, as uh-huh. Tyler is not here. <laughs> My name's Gunner. Yeah. Feel free to support us, Gunner Reese at or at Gunner Reese on Twitter, and I don't know what my other stuff is on Instagram. Tail. You're just Tail Gady. Tail Gady and everything. Yeah. 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 Also, uh, I just started a band camp. Um, uh, page teogiddy.bandcamp.com that's where i'm putting um, music and uh, my my readings on um, various authors that i that i want to share so, foucault and such uh la roche foucault la roche foucault it's an important distinction because yes. i think foucault is a problematic postmodernist philosopher well, right uh postmodernist yeah 400 years apart <laughs> yeah Very different. totally different people yeah <laughs> all, all right. right i guess that's uh number 23 there it is Thanks, guys. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh